You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can find him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. And Landon, today is a great day. And you know why it's a great day? Uh, that once again, you, you, you got my uh, handle correct? No, I, I think it's it might be something else. What is it? Randy Gregory is back. We've been waiting for this day for what? A year, more than a year now. Uh, on eight, Tuesday, months, right? Yeah, something long like that. Uh, yeah. On Tuesday afternoon, uh, Adam Schefter reported that Randy Gregory has been conditionally reinstated by the NFL, um, and what that basically means is, as long as he continues to follow through uh, all the steps that the league has for him, he will be on the field in September. I believe he can go to meetings and work out with the Cowboys now. Um, they have to provide some evidence that they have clinical uh, rehabs available in Dallas, which they do. Uh, all that stuff should be cleared up. But when we get to training camp here in less than two weeks, Randy Gregory will be there. Um, b- before we talk about the football side of this, um, I want to talk about Randy Gregory the person. Um, I don't want to go into all the details about what's going on with Gregory in his life because those aren't really mine to share. Uh, but Gregory being reinstated goes way beyond uh, just his previous drug use. Um, It's been well documented in the past that Gregory has dealt with depression, um, and that's contributed to the drug use. But from everything we've read and we've heard, Gregory has made some significant life changes. Um, I'm not sure if you want to comment on some of those changes that he's made, but uh, more importantly, how do you think this is going to change Gregory's life being back in the, you know the Cowboys organization being back in the football field do you think this is going to uh, maybe create some stability in his life moving forward yeah absolutely and, and you know look I mean we, uh, I, how much I've talked about this uh, my history with this kind of stuff but I, I have history with this and, and I've uh, you know had to learn what it was like to try to get sober and rebuild your life at one point uh, early many many years ago at this point. Um, but you know, I, I will tell you this, that having a job, having an environment where people support you, that's a huge, huge indicator of whether or not you're going to be able to turn your life around. Um, Absolutely. because you know, I mean, not only just job stability, I, I, I think, you know, being able to be, be able to put yourself in an environment where you can have very, uh, you know, uh, kind of, consistent predictable uh you know days where you, you can you know you can be regimented that stuff is incredibly important when you're trying to deal with this stuff and, and we don't want to get too much into the you know recovery plan because everyone's recoveries are, are different and everyone deals with addiction and, and and stuff completely different but i think that you know even beyond you know, recovering from drug addiction or, or, or living day to day with, 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 with an addiction. I, I think for, for most people and especially for young people, like it's having a, a regimented day uh, is probably the most simple and effective way to bring some stability into your life. You know, just being able to, uh, 
have a level of predictability and 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 uh, being able to be allowed to just kind of focus on what's going on right in front of you. Th- those are staples of of trying to uh, get better and 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 trying to you know just bring normalcy to your life. Is you gotta you gotta have a, a normal life to operate in in order to kind of bring normalcy back into it. I was thinking of all the things that Gregor's had to go through. I mean, he has a, a, a little girl, a child. Um, he, you know, he was 22, 23, 24 years old, um, going through the suspension and dealing with the addiction and the depression. So it's been, it's been a rough couple of years for Randy Gregory. So I, I I, go ahead. And I was just going to say, and as someone who, you know, I just, again, to kind of go a little bit back, I quit drinking at, at 21 and 21 and that 22, the age that we're talking about, it is not an easy age to try to quit drinking or doing drugs because almost everyone, you know, when you're 21 and 22 years old and you are drinking and doing drugs also drinks and does drugs. So, um, you know, I, I think you have to completely, you know, reshape your life, change the people you're hanging out with. Um, you know, and then, you know, you gotta, you gotta be able to find joy as a 21 and 22 year old that doesn't, uh, you, know, you know, participate in drinking and, and drugs, and, and that's a difficult thing to do, you know, because you don't really know anything that, like that. So, it's it's not just changing, you know, what you do, but it's also changing the, uh, a lot of what you find joy in, and hopefully, and that's why I thought, you know, oh, all of these are reasons why getting him back in a football environment is the very best possible thing for his stability. I mean, this is not, I think some people will look at this as a situation where, you know, oh, okay, but now he's back in this. Is this going to cause more issues? Absolutely you, not. You, you have absolutely one of two ways to look at this. If you're going to fail anyways, then absolutely you can use this as, as uh, your reasoning to fail. But if you, but if you're determined to make it, like if you're determined to turn your life around, this is a, an incredible outlet for you to refocus that attention. I mean, the amount of attention that you have when you first get sober, the amount of like uh, available headspace that you can focus your brain on, like is is intense because your 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 eyes are your mind is clear for the first time in a long time. So the guy you know has the ability to now focus all of that energy onto football, and 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 I think it not only is is that you know healthy for his recovery it's also healthy for his career so uh, this is all if if he attacks this the way he attacked trying to get back into football uh, he's got nothing but uh but uh you know nothing but but fantastic uh future ahead of him and and i because i think he has the skill set of of a of a true all pro uh of the physical skill set uh if he can figure out a way to stay on the field and uh, focus that uh, skill set and hone it even further. All right, let's go ahead and talk about that skill set. I mean, we talked about Gregory a lot on this show before, uh, but for new listeners or people who have maybe forgotten what he does on the football field, what can Randy Gregory bring to the table as a defensive end in Rod Marinelli's defense? I, I mean, I like, I think at the very least, and with his skill set, you look at, uh, he could be an incredible rotational pass rusher. I mean, a guy that even though he may not end up, and he, I'm not saying that he won't, but, but let's just say that he he doesn't end up the starting defensive end, one of the starting defensive ends by the time we get out of training camp. 
I think at the very least, the guy is a, you know, rotational defensive end that is ten, potentially 10 sack worthy from that spot. I mean, he just has Absolutely. a a freakish preternatural ability to pa- rush the passer. He is uh, the ultimate example of the speed bendy pass rusher. I mean, he just like it's it's really hard to describe like what his skill set is because it's almost like his he was made to do this. Like, I mean, physically at least, and and, and he has uh, uh, to go with that. He has incredible uh, hand usage. He knows how to long arm. He knows how to use his body in a way to uh, uh, to get the most out of you know. I mean, you know, he was rushing against Jason Peters and winning you know on you know thirty five percent of the snaps probably at two hundred and forty five ish pounds probably. I mean, like the guy is like the the guy's a freak of nature. So uh, if he can figure out how to maybe put some more strength on him, can he figure out? Uh, you know, so more pass rush moves. I mean, he's been working this whole time with uh, with uh, former Raiders defensive end Greg Townsend. Uh, in, he has in, been, yes, uh, out, out here at Beverly Hills High School. So, uh, so he's he's so the guy's been putting the work in. So if he can hone that skill even further, I mean, I think the floor is you know he, the floor is obviously he gets cut. He just he does he didn't have the skill set, but I just can't imagine that honestly. I, I think his floor is that he makes the team as a rotational defensive end uh, all the way up to, you know, starting a right defensive end who could potential to have, you know, 12-plus sacks. I mean, I, yeah, I, I, mean, I think it, it could be anywhere between those two, and I think it all depends on what, you know, how, how hard he puts, how much work he puts into this. I don't think it's out of the equation that he can become Daniil Hunter in Minnesota. When you look at those two physically, and you even go back to college and you look at the production – you know, Randy Gregory was a superior player. Uh, he, he's a oh, better yeah. athlete than Daniel Hunter. Absolutely. They're very similar size. Uh, if he can be that explosive right end, I mean, my goodness, that just unlocks this Cowboys defense. You mentioned uh, that Gregory is like the ideal right defensive end. Let me just go through some of his numbers really quick from the combine in 2015. Uh, six foot five, 245 pounds, 34 inch arms. He had a one six. Uh, 10-yard split, a 4.64, 40-yard dash, a broad jump of 125 inches, and a three-cone drill of 6.79. You were talking about a guy that's like in the 99th percentile for three-cone and change of direction, and when you put his speed and his length, uh, you, honestly, you could not build a better defensive end for Rod Marinelli. Um, my next and question he plays, for you, he, go he, ahead. He, he's 6'6", six, six, and he plays so low to the ground naturally. I mean, that's the thing about him is that when you watch him play, you know, you talk about pad level. And, and, I, and what you're describing is when the guy's moving around on the field, how low to the ground is he? Like how oh, yeah. coiled up is he while he's still in control? Randy Gregory's hands are consistently above his head. And that's what you're looking for. You're looking for a guy who is targeting the offensive lineman's chest but is lower than his hand target is. So he's pushing up into the guy, raising the offensive tackle off his feet, and that's how you get the Eric Flowers moment uh, when they played when he played they played in college where the dude looks like he's being lifted off the ground. Is Gregory is great about getting his head down, looking up, his hands above his head, and then that, you know, coiled up six six body is, is all the power you need to move the biggest men in the world any direction you want. 
And he does that naturally so well in ways that you could only hope to teach a guy like Charles Tapper or, you know, any of these guys who are the athletic marbles that play the position. That was the other part that made him elite type player is that you didn't need to teach him how to coil his body. You didn't need to teach him how to play with a good pad level. You didn't need to teach him how to be flexible and unlock power that you didn't even know was there by having the ability to bend your back, arch your back the right way while using a long arm. He knows how to do all those things already, which is why even though he struggled with the high ankle sprain, even though with all that different stuff, the dude was able to come into the game and still make an, an impact no matter what. That, that sack, that, that play where he makes the four-yard tackle for loss – uh, in the Philadelphia Eagles game that everyone's showing, that was yep. the first play he played in that game. Yep. Like that, he the first time he had gotten on the field in that game. Like that's, he just has a natural ability to do this. That's why, that's why we keep talking about the guy, even though he's been gone for eighteen months. Because, you know, most any other person would I doubt that he could come back in the field? Absolutely. But this is one of those dudes. Like this is one of those guys who is like. I don't know, like Rolando McLean in, in some ways. I hate to compare him like that, but is just so, you know, pre, you know, prenaturally disposed to play the NFL football, like just is just born to do it in such a way that, you know, yeah, I believe he can come off his couch, especially at, you know, 24 years. He's only still 24 years old. Yeah, I believe this dude can do this, like, and, and come in and dominate because he he's that level of talent. You mentioned his power um, and his technique. I, I, I'll always remember his first preseason game against San Francisco in 2015. His speed was just ridiculous, and the tackles for the 49ers could not keep up with him. Uh, on one separate drive, or one, one single drive, uh, he drew two holding penalties and should have drawn a third, but I think the refs just got tired of throwing the flags. I mean, he, he can just, when he wants to just get up the field, there's really nobody can stop him from getting uh, around the corner. So, I mean, you get him back on the field with Rod Marinelli, you put him at right defensive end, and even if you can rotate him with a taco or a Tyrone Crawford to, you know, kind of ease him in this year as he works his way back to football, I think you can get a really productive player right away. Uh, My next question for you, Landon, is how does Randy's presence change your thoughts on this defensive line heading into the 2018 season? Or maybe it doesn't change at all. What do you think about uh, the Gregory addition to this defensive line room? Well, I mean, I think, you know, I mean, um, immediately my thought process thinks, okay, well, the good news about this is that if we can get Randy ready to go by the beginning of the season – uh, which you know it seems likely to me, he's going to get his entire training camp to do this. And, and if really we can just get him to the point where he's giving us you know good rotational snaps on the right side, um, that's enough that I feel at least you know I'm holding my finger fingers an inch apart that much better about the defensive tackle situation immediately because I think that what that allows you to do is allows you to have some of these guys. Uh, the 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 swing guys the the Coney Ealys uh, you know to Cro- Tyrone Crawford to some extent maybe um, Taco to, yeah maybe Taco because yeah yeah because I think he's you know kind of gotten up to that size or you know he looks a little bit stronger you, it allows you to you know kind of play those guys inside a little bit more while you're still waiting to see you know it, like just in case Collins still needs some more time you know what I'm saying just in case. 
you know, Collins isn't ready to uh, take on a, a super heavy load uh, coming off his foot injury and with David Irving out for the first four games. But let, but let's let's you know let's 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 get past that for a second. Let's 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 imagine week five of the NFL of season where Collins is now you know kind of back from this foot injury. Irving is back. You've got Demarcus Lawrence. Now you've got you've got uh, uh, Randy Gregory. I mean, this is what this is what you are talking about when you. This is what you're looking for when you're talking about a dangerous defensive line. Can, can I add I mean, another name in there? Waves can, of, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's, there, that's the thing. I didn't even list name all the names. I mean, well, like all these there, guys. Like, there's one that I think is going to play a lot more as a pass rusher this year than we saw last year. Jalen, I would. Uh, yeah, I would be interested in seeing if the Cowboys can get a package on the field where you have David Irving, Randy Gregory, Demarcus Lawrence, and Jalen Smith as your four primary pass rushers. I mean, the the thing about it is that you can do so many different combinations. You you can vary you can vary it based on who the matchups are. You can uh, you know, and, and and the point is is that now you've got ways, and, and you really truly have ways. Not not like. Oh, I hope uh, Benson Mayo is healthy this week so he can be our, you know, third rusher. <laughs> or Jeremy I mean, Mincy. Look, I mean, those guys gave us snaps. Mincy gave us you know, eight, eight good snaps. But now what you have is that you've got two guys who, talent-wise, at the very least, legitimately could be 10-plus sack guys, you know, in their sleep. you got another guy who I think Taco, if he can develop the way he can, gives you six, a six to eight sack guy who, you know, sure. that, that, that's where, that's where I think I'm hoping that Taco can be a six to eight sack guy for the next 10 years. You know, you like, want him to be and, Anthony and, Spencer, the Anthony Spencer uh, kind of production. I was thinking of like Tony Tolbert, you know, Ooh, like, I mean, bummer. just like, just that guy that like is on the team forever. And you, you know, he's going to give you a ton of good pass rush snaps but maybe you know you work around. He's he's your third guy. You know what I'm saying? But but I, I think this is what you're talking about. Now you suddenly got a crew of guys who are just going to relentlessly come at you from a lot of different spots. They're going to be running stunts from all the different directions. Uh, you know, I, I think with 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 all the speed and agility and the and the and the mix match you have uh, across the board and depth. Suddenly, I mean, you're going to cut a. a a talented defensive end at training camp. You know, you're going to, you're going to cut somebody, a pass rusher that, that probably has, has some skills at training camp. So, and that's a pretty rare thing. And, and it certainly is an extremely rare thing for the Dallas Cowboys. So, I mean, as, as of late. So uh, I, I think, you, you know, look, you have to, you have to really like what you, so far you see with the defense, I think. Uh, and and if they and if they are able to kind of get through this, you know, early defensive tackle, you know, malaise, then then they are really really have the opportunity to have a very special front seven. And then when you add in a young secondary that's you know only going to get better as the season goes on, I mean this has this has a defense this has a, a potential a potential again this is all potential the potential to be an elite defense by the end of the season. I think this might be the most talent that they've had in their front seven in years. When you talk about, uh, you know, Lawrence and Gregory and Taco and Crawford and Irving and Collins. Revenge of the second round pick. (laughs) (laughs) 
Is, is that going to be a thing it's, this year? Is, is that going to be a thing where everybody look, is talking look, about how great the Cowboys' second round picks are? No, 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 but but look at it. This is this is what it is. Is that you know for all the risk, you know they have gotten very little reward from their second round pick, and this is the year it seems that that all kind of comes home to roost a little bit. That that that, that, that in a positive way, you know that 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 finally the investment. You know whether or not it's still a good investment is still you know, up for debate, or maybe it's not. Doesn't really matter. But at, at least you might get a window to get some. You know, look, Jalen Smith, Randy Gregory, take take injury and, and weed smoke away from those two guys. And where are you picking Jalen Smith when he was coming out? I mean, he's a top five pick. Where were you picking Randy Gregory when he was coming out? Yeah, he probably at the very worst top fifteen. Oh, at the very worst, right? Yeah. I mean, he was a he was a big wasn't he the Big Twelve defensive MVP? I mean, yeah, like the, the guy yeah. they produced and he had as a physical body of work. So I think yeah, Vic Beasley I, went eight and Dante Fowler went three. I mean, I think he yeah. would have gone above them, I, I, okay. because they think he sure. has better size than than both of them. Both of those guys are considered undersized and they went that low. So I I think, anyways, my point being that. You're talking about top ten players at the very least, and so if they are now able to be over their particular issues that brought them into the league and still remain at their young age, you know it's it's uh, it's I mean it's it's sky's the limit. It's it's unbelievable. It's an unbelievable talent injection into your into your young defense. Can I give up on Bruce Carter yet, or can I hope that he still comes back? If everybody else is coming back, Bruce is coming no, no, back, No, no, Bruce, right? Bruce Carter's coming back. Bruce no, Carter's coming talk. back. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I think, I think right. it's safe I think it's safe with Bruce Carter to, to see that ship sail, I think. That's right. Five interceptions in his last season. I'll never forget you, Bruce Carter. Uh, that's it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the lane at McCoolBCB, where you can see him argue with me about running backs by committee. You can follow oh, the show at Locked on Cowboys, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher, and we will see you next time.